Caregivers, have you ever felt like nothing is going right? Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave, the Caregivers Caregiver Radio Program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grieving process. Join Dave and his guests now as they share practice tips and tools that you can start using immediately to help get you through this day. Now, here's your caregiver host, Dave Nassani. From Los Angeles and New York City, a big LA welcome and a big Apple welcome to all my <laughs> listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, at thecaregiverspace.org. Coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on 18, actually it's 20 now, global audio <laughs> video platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, MixCloud, Listen to Notes, Blueberry, PlayerFM, Podcast.com, VIP Internet Radio, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, HealthyLife.net, and CaregiverDave.com. And that, uh, I missed a couple of them, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. We're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast for the top 50 on PlayerFM and one of the top six best podcasts by Caring.com as well as number three podcast out of thousands of caregiver podcasts on Feedspot. I didn't even know there was thousands of caregiver podcasts, but thank God for that. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. She says it. It must be so. It's true. John, John Haggerty and Janice Butler are owners of Your Soul's Toolbox, where spirituality and psychology converge. And John is an entrepreneur and an IT professional, so that means he's very smart, and he holds a BA in management from Baylor University. And Janice has a BA from Stanford University on my part of town over here, and a master's in spiritual psychology. And she is writing Your Soul's Toolbook. And uh, before we get started, let's uh, take a moment and thank last week's guest, Precious Goodwin Goodson. Sorry. Precious is an educator, speaker, scholar, blogger, writer, leader in the military community. She's a military caregiver to a combat wounded veteran and advocates for military families. And just to remind you, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 18 global networks that I mentioned earlier, like iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, etc. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Welcome to the show, John and Janice. I'm so excited to have you on. Hi, we're happy to be here, Dave. Thank Thanks. you. Why don't you both take a minute or two and introduce yourself? I like to ask my guests just who is John and Janice and why were they put on this earth? And while you're answering those, I'll try to hook you all up with Facebook Live. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, again, I, I'm John Haggerty, and uh, I, again, I'm happy mm-hmm. to be here. Uh, we have a lot to share. Uh, it, uh, related to caregiving, um, it has a lot to do with my cancer that I'm currently in treatment for, and um, uh, a little bit about me. Um, uh, I enjoy recreation, golf, uh, sports, fishing, and uh, and like to have a lot of fun. So, uh, fun and is we important. Do, we and do have caregiver. fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am uh, actually. I'm. Uh, my wife Janice uh, uh, provides a, a lot of care for me, and in turn, we both provide care for my 92-year-old mom, who is in a skilled nursing facility right now. Oh wow! 
and uh, Janice is helping with that, I assume. She is. I, we kind of uh, share that uh, uh, that loving uh, obligation, and um, yes, so yeah, mm-hmm. and and so I'm uh, Janice Butler, and we we met on a hike. John and I did about six mm. and a half years ago, um, and it was instant um, attraction, and we <laughs> we knew right off that our our souls had a part in in bringing us together, and and that it was probably um, a little bit of a uh, a charge for them. Um, but they managed, and it's um, we are were one of the things that attracted us to each other was our interest in our soul nature, and and then also. Um, I, in addition to what John has told you about his, um, mm-hmm. the cancer we're dealing with for him and his mom, um, we, John and I met uh, six weeks after my then husband died of stage four liver and, oh, wow. and, uh, and bone cancer, as well as a failing heart. And uh, and then prior to that, my mother. Uh, had died at 94, and so I've kind of been around this. Um, this isn't your first rodeo. Ca- ca- exactly. Caregiving, yes, and and so uh, we are. I am writing this book. Uh, um, your soul's toolbox. Your soul's tool- <laughs> toolbox: secrets <laughs> to constructing your best self, and it's all to help people. Um, manage their lives because um, the spiritual psychology um, masters that I, I received a two-year program uh, really has enabled me with tips and uh, and practices principles that uh, have helped John and me deal with the cancer yeah. and his mom. Yeah, and, and and back to our meeting. I mean, it was improbable uh, uh, otherwise uh, how we met. I, I, aside from the cancer, I have a an eye disease. It's uh, it's been a lifelong uh, uh, issue for me. Uh, my corneas were were damaged in the service, and it triggered a uh, an eye disease, and I wound up uh, having cornea transplants. Mm. And uh, yeah, subsequently, um, the the eye disease progressed outside the perimeter of the uh, of the donor graft. So here, I've been dealing with this for about fifty years now. So um, wow. I, I didn't I didn't hike at night, and my daughter was interested in hiking because I got so passionate about it. <laughs> and she said, "Well, I'll be your eyes, <clears throat> and we'll, we'll do an evening hike." And that's uh, that's when I saw this gorgeous woman uh, coming to the circle. <laughs> really? Join in with the hikes, and we just locked eyes, and that was it. Wow, it sounds like fate to me. It was. So now you're the caregiver, the classic caregiver who needs a caregiver because uh, you need a caregiver, and yet you're caregiving your mother. Yes. <clears throat> yes. How's and that working out? <laughs> um, it, it's it, there, there's no question. It's stressful at times. Um, uh. As a caregiver to my mom and someone who has a, a, a cancer diagnosis, you, you, it's kind of a, a slippery slope. Um, you need to kind of take time to uh, time out for yourself um, as well as, um, you know, afford that time for my mom who's 
who's kind of needy too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it can be difficult to manage at times. But it, it, the key, yeah. the key though, is when when John when uh, we got John's uh, diagnosis of cancer, uh, he flipped. Um, he uh-huh. was. He was, we were in a, a meditation retreat for a week, and really? uh, he got the phone call. And right away, it was my job to calm him, help him stay in the present. Right, absolutely. Where there is no overwhelm. Right in the present, there is no overwhelm. There is, you do have a chance to do something about what you're faced with. It's when, it's when we go, oh, what did I do to cause this? And that's guilt. Then you bring all that up, and then you go forward, worry, and oh my God, what, what, what does this mean for me? And 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 so mm-hmm. no, if you stay right in the present, you can handle anything um, because that's where life is anyway. You helped him through the grief process. How fortunate of you, John, to have her by your side. And you're oh, such a you, cute couple too. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian you. has a boyfriend as well after caregiving, and and they're a cute couple also. Uh, good for you, Adrian. <laughs> Thank <for> you. you. <laughs> but it, but initially it was really kind of tough to stay in that uh, that mindful present lane. Uh, yeah. I, did, I, I did drift quite often, <laughs> and it really was Janice that. Um, that kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. And uh, well, one one of the one of the keys is is to listen as a caregiver. Your primary job is one of your primary jobs is to listen and not just yes, 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 but give your full attention <coughs> to your loved one, to the patient, patient, so they know they're being heard. And uh, and and. When you give this full attention with your soul-centered ears, your soul-centered eyes, it, there's an exchange. It's felt, and there's a relief that's offered to the person who has received the diagnosis. That's true. You only told me to shut up once. <laughs> and did you ever, like, lash out at her? Because, you know, when we're grieving, sometimes we hurt the ones we love. Yeah, there's 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 no question about that. Um, it's it, it can be a very stressful situation, and we as we internalize all this stuff, you know, we 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 cause a lot of our own stress. Um, so Janice has really kind of been a a good valve for that release of that stress uh, at times. Um, well, we, it's it's about helping each other um, right. with attitude um, because. When when we go into stress, it's wanting things to be different than they really are. And so the the, the first rule in in coping with any challenge, and certainly a life threatening challenge, is to accept what is. It, when we're in acceptance, then we can marshal all our energy to do something about it. John was great and still is at researching (laughs) and doing his part. And my part was to help him uh, stay out of resistance. Um, And the opposite of resisting is accepting. And and then you're able to use all all that you have, all the energy you have, to go go Mm -hmm. go forward with good passion. 
Yeah, that's part of the grief process, accepting the new normal. Yes. Yeah, it, it, exactly. That's what it is. It How is long a new it take normal. you to do that? Or are, have you, are you still trying? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not 100% there yet. Um, I, uh, uh, I'm going to have some lab work um, coming up shortly. Um, that'll be a big tell on where I'm at. Um, so that, that, that always adds stress, too, um, uh, when you're coming up on, on finding out about your markers and your, and your other levels. Um, from, from the lab work. Mm. But it's yeah. important to to remember and really get this in our heads that nothing outside outside of us causes our disturbance. It's what 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 goes on inside of us. And and so if if we realize we're mm. creating our our own upset, um, that's not to say. You can be Pollyanna about, oh, this is fine, because that's spiritual bypass, which I can tell you more about. But, but it's uh, it's realizing that <coughs> that this is an internal job, and and um, we have to um, we have to accept that there this is going on, whatever it is, and uh, we don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but we're not in resistance to it. Yeah. yeah, Adrian's husband died of cancer as well. Isn't that right, Adrian? I'm sorry to hear that, Adrian. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah th yes. th there's a, another side of this for, for me as well when I talk about uh, the anxiety leading up to uh, uh, my upcoming lab work, and that is um, uh, there, is, there is a selfless aspect to me as well, and, it, I, and I am concerned about Janice, and and how I um, what I offload on her, and um, and I'm, am I being fair to her? Um, am I being selfish? Uh, so all those questions kind of uh, come into play for me as I try to just kind of like manage through my day. And so did days. you go through the surgery, the chemo, the radiation? I mean, tell me about uh, what they recommended and what you. Uh, uh, I let them. Do. I, I have yes. Thank thank you for that. I have not. Um, I I do have a Stanford oncologist who um, who basically offered me uh, radiation and hormone therapy. Um, at the time, I kind of um, I just put that on the back burner. I kind of viewed that as my plan B, um, and I I looked for a more um, uh, natural approach to. Treating the cancer, and um, and actually, I've been going to a little hospital uh, over the border in Tijuana, and mm. um, and I've I've had a, a fair amount of success there. Um, when you when you go down that uh, route, um, you know uh, it's not a quick um, uh, turnaround for for uh, for your cancer. Yeah, for your yeah. audience, the name of the the hospital. Uh, is CHIPSA, C-H-I-P-S-A, and it's purely, strictly for cancer patients. Right. And they fly in from all over our country, from foreign countries, Canada, Europe, yeah. because yeah. they are renowned in, 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 their, in the modalities, the, the variety of treatments they offer, and the care. It's a loving place, and you yeah. can be outpatient, 
uh, which um, we were, uh, have been for two years. Yeah, yeah, and, a little over uh, two years. The facilities are great really down safe. there. Even the, the hotel rooms across the street from them, uh, everything is high class, top notch, first class. Yeah. Um, my um, my cousin's wife, uh, who I just saw yesterday in New York, we stayed there. Um, she had cancer about 25 years ago and found out that uh, Stanford University was doing this this cutting edge stuff at the time, where they inject you with uh, a modified um, uh, they they draw out your cancer and then they they do something to help your immune system uh, learn how to fight that only and not you know, everything else. Right. Uh, did they offer anything like that to you before you said, I went down to Mexico? Right. I think what you're referring to, Dave, is a, is a form of immunotherapy. And, um, and I have been doing uh, various forms of immunotherapy. Okay. I take a, yeah, I take, I take a, it's a medication. It's actually a supplement. It's called Apitone. And uh, if, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was developed at, uh, at uh, MD Anderson. And um, but it's it's only in still in uh, stage one trials here in the U.S. Yeah. So it's available. Well, she's been 25 years cancer free, so it worked for her. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's tailor made because it, they take it from your cancer, you know. Okay. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I always said you know if I get cancer, I don't want to go through all of that. I'll do the diet, the exercise. I might go to Mexico as well, but uh, you right. know. Uh, yeah, burn and cut just wasn't for me at the time. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, I, it's my plan B. Should I? Yeah, you know. Yeah. How's he look, Adrian? <laughs> He's thinking about it. Why? Thank you, Adrian. I appreciate. She must that. be muted. <laughs> yeah, you're awfully quiet today, Adrian. She seems. You're muted. We can't hear you. They were resolving network we issues. Start over. Oh, network <clears throat> issues. I said I was pre I was sort of preoccupied with messages that they were resolving oh. network issues because you see. were frozen and I see. Stuff was going well, before on. we move on, I want to thank you, Adrian, for the compliments. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the compliments we didn't hear. Yes, thank you. Yeah, there were compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Janice, I, I assume you're uh, amen to everything he said. That you, uh, you, you. It sounds like you were even more positive than him in the beginning, and then it kind of got contagious. He, he caught on. Well, that's I. I have seen that as my job, um, uh, not to go into woo woo and, and, and overwhelm, but to say, okay, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's t pick this apart because you have a goal. The goal is to get rid of cancer. How are you going to do that? <clears throat> well, uh, we know from the experiences of some of our friends um, that with prostate cancer, they, um, they had, they decided, and this is three people we know well, decided to have it cut out. Just get mm -hmm. rid of it. Cut it out. Right. But they're all then some of the cells escaped and they're dealing with cancer in other parts of their body. Or, and, in, the, or in the soft tissue where the prostate was. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. <clears throat> and, so, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but, but back, back to um, our situation and, and what I have learned, um, I've been studying um, pursuits of the soul for more, more than 
40 years. And one of the, one of the things um, that I want caregivers and um, people with the illness to be aware of is, is called spiritual bypass. And what this means is you don't, you're, you're in overwhelm, you're, 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 you're heartbroken. Uh, and, and so, but you want to be brave for your family and for yourself. You don't want to feel those feelings. And so you say, oh, it's okay. But, but you're kidding yourself. In fact, you don't even know you're kidding yourself half the time. Um, because what, what really needs to happen is, is the, the understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's okay to be needy. There are people that can help. There are therapies that can help. And it's okay to go into overwhelm, but to not stay there because, because, and, and to be real about what's going on inside you. This is the way out. Otherwise, you just eat your insides up. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Well, listen, we're going to take a break. So, uh, we'll continue this conversation when we get back. But don't go away. David Nassani. Best-selling author Dave Nassani. Dave Nassani. Dave Nassani is a best-selling author. Where is the caregiver for the caregiver? That is where Dave Nassani comes in. Mr. Dave Nassani. Thank you. So you're, you're needed. I am needed. Yeah. You are very yeah. much needed. I am you're needed. kind of one of a kind, yeah. right? The woman I loved had suffered a massive stroke left her severely speech impaired and paralyzed on the right side. Well, the first mistake the caregivers make is they don't know how to put their needs first. Now, the airlines tell us every time we go on an airplane that an oxygen mask will fall. Put your mask on first before you help your loved one with their mask. Right. For the next two years, our lives had become a living hell. And then there came a point where I finally had to just scream. I says, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. The second mistake that caregivers often make is they don't know how to ask for help. Now, everyone has one of these. Mm -hmm. It's called a cell phone. <laughs> you turn it on, yeah. you punch in the number, and you talk. Hello, Mom. I need help. Grandma's driving me crazy. I realize there's so many other caregivers out there who are suffering, who are going through tremendous pain and feeling lost and alone. And I wanted to help them triumph over that pain. I didn't want them to give up like I almost gave up. It's called Sanford and Son, right? right. He used undeserved guilt. <laughs> It went something like this. Oh, oh, it's a big one. No, son, really, it's a big one. Elizabeth, I'm coming to meet you, honey. She's amazing to watch. She makes us normal people look like whiners and complainers. I mean, she's my hero. First of all, when someone is just wired like a caregiver, you know, they're, right. they're caring and they're giving and they give and give and give, but unfortunately they give until they burn themselves out. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left to give. Yeah. So now I host a popular iTunes podcast, The Caregiver's Caregiver Radio mm -hmm. Show, and I'm a best-selling author to my third book, It's My Life Too, Reclaim Your Caregiver Sanity. <laughs> I've been on my national book and media tour all across the country, just being on morning shows just like this one. Yeah. And I even shared the stage with Suzanne Summers at Harvard. Mm -hmm. Basically, I'm sharing my message how to prevent your loved one's illness or disease from actually killing you. Come and join our community of caregivers. Let us love on you. Let us support you. Dave is an amazing man. I was in tears when I heard his story. He spoke from his heart. Dave is really my idol because <laughs> he created something for caretakers. And I was a caretaker for my father. It's already 15 years and I'm still crying. 
every caregiver's life is a love story. Let me help you make that love story one of hope and triumph. Thank you very much. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave Show with John Haggerty and Janice Butler and my co-host Adrian Gruberg. So, what were we talking about? Let's see. Um, uh, why don't you tell us, Janice, what uh, uh, what you found helpful in supporting and caregiving? Because uh, were you one before, or was this your first uh, time uh, caring for anybody? No, I, I did I did care for my own mother um, who died finally in a nursing home at 94, um, and uh, but she was uh, I, I just call her stalwart uh, northeastern stock. Um, she, <laughs> I understand. She, she she just didn't think uh, anything was anybody else's business. Consequently, I didn't know a lot of stories growing up, but. Um, <laughs> And, and and similarly, I was able to find a nursing home finally that where uh, not finally that uh, she could have her own room. That was of paramount importance to her, and and she showed me a, a a manner of elegance and dignity, and and also what for many people as they're nearing the end of their life. Uh, for I'm I can't speak to any more than the few I've known. Uh, it's a time for going inward. Uh, John's mom currently is going inward. She doesn't need TV. She, she does have excellent, excellent care. So yeah. her worries, uh, I mean, we, we had her in a, a, a lovely place before, uh, lots of interaction. She's not needing that. My mother didn't need that. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit more about my mom, yeah. the situation that she... Um, how we got her out here to begin with um, is a story in itself. Um, uh, my mom was living in New York with my sister Beth, um, who was uh, separated from her husband. Uh, he was working down in Georgia at the time. And uh, my sister developed uh, a very rare and aggressive form of brain cancer. Um, this was in, oh gosh, I, no, yeah, November of, uh, of uh, 2014. And uh, she she passed in in August of 2015. Um, uh, her uh, my sister's husband wanted to sell the house. Mom was kind of stuck. What do we do? Uh, so we moved mom out to California, and we found a little um, uh, independent slash um, uh, uh, senior residence. It was it has four yeah. floors. Right, um, independent living. Yes, yeah. very, very independent. And she, she really kind of uh, uh, thrived there. She's a, a, a very resilient woman. Um, People she's, loved her. She's, she's had terrific personality, and and, yeah. and but they had concierge that could help her with her with her macular degeneration, um, not seeing well and so forth. But yeah. Um, she did, yeah, she did really well in that facility. She made a lot of friends. Um, uh, unfortunately, she got very, very ill. Uh, she had this upper respiratory infection that really kind of got out of hand. Uh, she was taken uh, by ambulance to the ER, and uh, 
Yeah, and, and you know, um, the bottom line was after uh, doing an assessment with the doctors and the and the and the uh, staff of the facility she was living in, we determined that it was best for her to have an, another level of service. So yeah. we moved her to a skilled nursing facility in another town. So that's where she's at now. Yeah. I, the one thing I'm, I mean, if, if, if our, our time here were to end right now, I want your listeners to realize that it's not the magnitude of the challenge you are going through. You as a caregiver, you as, as, um, the, um, person who's diagnosed with the illness, uh, it, it is how you are treating yourself. As you go through this challenge, it's how you are treating each other that is the most important thing. Because when when you when you treat yourself, when you realize that that it's all um, challenges anyway. We have life, lots of life challenges, but when we go through them with with some sort of, of dignity, some sort of of um, Oh, perspective, rather than just falling apart, um, it, it's you end up feeling better and more empowered. Yeah, we're all going through something. Everybody's going through something, and so uh, you know, sometimes uh, we we hear about people's tragedies, and I'll I'll yeah. be tempted to say, you know what, that's not too bad. <laughs> it could be a lot worse, but sometimes people aren't prepared to hear that. Um, <laughs> Janice, you sometimes have a master's you need degree. To let them, sometimes you need to let them know and put it in perspective, though. Yeah, the old story, there's a man who complained he didn't have any shoes till he met a man who didn't have mm -hmm. any feet till he met a man who didn't have right. any legs. Right. There's plenty of stuff around there for you to choose from. Sometimes Whose places it helps would them. you like to change with? You know, I, I don't right. think I want to change places with anybody because I know what I have. I have the grace for what I have, and we're getting along just fine with what I have. And uh, maybe something simpler I wouldn't be able to handle because I don't yeah. have the grace for it. Yeah. God yeah. doesn't give yeah. the grace. So you have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. How has this played a role in John's uh, healing? Uh, I th uh, John also, and I have them, uh, the, I did the two-year work for the master's. Um, but I offered, and John, wow. John took... Um, um, the, a little online course, and and he has he was with me the whole time because I just received my master's in 2014. He was right. with me the whole time I was going going through. Yeah, I would. I, we were living in Scottsdale, and I would fly out every month uh, for for long weekend classes. People flew in. I'm not exaggerating. Flew in from Paris, from Dubai, Canada, and so forth. This um, this school in San, it's University of Santa Monica. If anybody's interested, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's um, it. it it solidified in me what I what I already had been gathering over over my years of spiritual exploration, and that is we we are souls having a human experience, and when people realize that that's who we are, we 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 don't. The body dies. We don't die. We are immortal. But sometimes we come back and, and have another lifetime to, to learn more things, to have more lessons. But when we realize this, uh, the threat of, of dying just melts away um, because life goes on. And, yeah. 
and this is this is an important realization for people who haven't thought about their spiritual nature. Yeah, and uh, not everyone agrees that we come back. Some people uh, believe that this is the only life, and even if that's the case, uh, you've got a great life afterwards. So you know, um, yeah, I don't fear death, and I don't think anybody should. Uh, you know, if they're living a good life and they're um, having a relationship with their with their God. Um, that should give them the peace and the comfort and the joy to know that everything's going to be all right. Um, don't you agree, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you, I think Dave knows how I feel. I feel that <laughs> you just need to live every day well, um, regardless of of how much faith you have. Uh, that. Uh, you can be spiritual with, without, without being a proponent of, of any given religion, and as long as right. you, you turn to that inner, inner spirit and the inner voice um, and, and trust it and allow it in, allow it to come into your life, uh, that you will lead a better life when when you're diagnosed and even as you just go from day to day yeah because you know our job is to comfort people and uh, we may not be able to convince them uh, to believe the way we believe uh, so you know we, I leave that to God and yeah. um, uh, My, let's go into the alternative treatment choices that you made uh, what yeah. made you what drove you to making that decision um. <laughs> Number one, I realized I did have some time. Um, uh, you know, I, I could I could kind of just go through um, uh, observation of the cancer to see if it would change at all, and that mm. was um, I would have a biopsy every six months, and that was the real tell as to where I was at. Um, knowing I did have that luxury of, of time, um, Janice uh, happened upon uh, Chipsa. Uh, I guess it was something in email or on, on, on some social media platform. And uh, it just, it sounded like something that um, I, I was looking for in my own mind. Um, I, I didn't want, as I called it earlier, you know, the, uh, the cut or burn. Um, and that's uh, all uh, the allopathic doctors could offer me. Well, we may, we may, uh, that is our plan B. Um, we have that in our pocket, right? Um, but uh, part of part of the plan John was presented with um, meant not just uh, the radiation; it meant um, gobs of hormones um, that were mm -hmm. sent to us, and and those right. hormones were were geared to to killing his testosterone. And if once the testosterone is is gone, it might not come back. Right. And uh, exactly he didn't right. want to live that way. Just Very him. scary. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it, yes, it, it ages you. You, you. you never feel yourself anymore. And I, I didn't want that. Um, so uh, I have to say at this point, uh, I feel really confident that I'm going to overcome this cancer. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it is, you know, you got to get your head in the game. That's a big part of it. You know, you can take all the supplements and eat all the right things, but uh, you know, if you if your mindset is um, I'm not going to get through this, um, you're not going to get through it. So, uh, and this is where uh, my relationship with Janice and her her interest in spiritual psychology has really really kind of helped me. 
Uh, I never considered mindfulness before. I never considered meditation as a modality that would really help me in, in, in terms of my health and my, uh, my well-being. Well, and, well, and yeah. when, when we realize that um, there, we have a soul, then, and that's, then, then, because uh, so many of us think we're our mind, we're not our thoughts, we're not our beliefs, we're not our judgments. Uh, we have those, but those aren't who right. we are, and that's why I brought up the spiritual uh, side of it because because Absolutely. our thoughts can undo us. Absolutely. And but when when we can say, well, that's that. Uh, shut up, mind. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we don't have to buy into our thoughts, and 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 I also want to say there's a process. Um, that I, I would like to present just really briefly to any caregivers or patients who are feeling, oh my God, oh dear, look how awful I am. I, I'm not this, I'm not that, I didn't do this. Yeah. It's called compassionate self-forgiveness. Absolutely. And, 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 and it goes like this. You put your hand on your heart and you turn inward and you say to yourself, I forgive myself for judging John, mm -hmm. for lashing out. I, I forgive myself for judging myself as not good enough, as not equipped to handle whatever it is. And because the truth is, I, I am a good person. I, I can cope. And, and so the more you, the more you practice self-forgiveness, you can forgive, you can forgive yourself for just making snide comments about Sally, who's always uh, hogging the show. You know? <laughs> and it helps. It helps relieve our feelings um, and, and thoughts uh, uh, that are negative and dragging it, us down. It, it does, because I could do a real job on myself. I could really beat myself up. And yeah, we myself. all can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, so this way of thinking was a real kind of um, game changer for me. And uh, it's helped me to uh, a, a large degree. There's no question about it. I feel um, much more self-confident. I feel... I feel the healing within, if you will. Um, How old are you, John? Uh, I'll be 68 this month. Oh, you look really good. Both of you do. Thank you, Thank you Dave. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to take another break. Uh, don't go back. We will be right back. Great. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group, 
you can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You can get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. And we are back with Adrian Gruberg, my co-host, and John Haggerty, and is missing. Yeah, she'll she'll other. she'll go she'll <laughs> be right back. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be right back after this short message. Yeah, here, here she is. <laughs> here, Thank I am. You. here she comes. So, um, what thoughts or ideas do you have for someone dealing with a potential life-challenging? Uh, diagnosis that's going to change everything? Probably what I did, um, the, the first thing I did was I found out as much as I could about uh, my diagnosis. Uh, sure. I did the research, I asked questions, um, I didn't take no for an answer, uh, I, I questioned everything. And um, I, I think that is something that goes uh, a long way in terms of of uh, having a healthy mindset, a, a healthy approach uh, mentally toward uh, whatever diagnosis you're given. Well, you're being proactive. Uh, you're not Absolutely. just sitting. Yeah. That's right. You feel you a know? part of the process as well. It's that, not happening right. to you. You're in it. Yeah, yes, put, that, that's a real good point, Adrian. You know, it's kind of when I went over and saw the Stanford doc and uh, basically said, well, you know, uh, it's radiation and, and, and hormone therapy for you. And I said, that's all you have to offer? And he goes, that's it. Mm. So I said, thank you very much. And and I walked out. And it was about a month later when uh, Janice found Chipsa. And um, uh, it's been a, a wonderful experience. Um, not only the uh, not only the staff, the hospital itself, but some of the uh, networking I've I've uh, I've made oh. with uh, some of the other oh. patients is wonderful. And and yeah. I want to mention that that uh, John has uh, the, um, the the hospital has a a Facebook uh, page, and John is on other other venues uh, for helping right. helping each other, and and so he has turned. Over a period of time, in into a giver, he he supports people who who are maybe floundering or or further That's along right. than he is, and and <laughs> and they reach out. Sometimes they call, and and this is so empowering to think you can give to <clears throat> other yeah. people yeah. while you're even even in the midst of of your own process of your own challenge. Yeah, it's it's really one of the upsides of social media that uh, that you have that vehicle there that you can touch so many lives um, in yep. a positive way. Um, you know, for all the negatives of it, you know, it certainly is uh, one of the mm -hmm. one of the positives in my mind. So for so. prostate cancer, uh, is radiation one of those things because it's less yeah. intrusive than chemo? <laughs> But would would it uh, affect you know your sex drive or or anything? Oh like yeah, that? yeah, all of those things. You know, yeah. it, it you know prematurely ages you as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just no. not it's not a healthy when you think about it. What they're doing, it's yeah. just it's just not natural, right? So what did you like most about the whole Mexican facility and uh, the, you know the staff, et cetera? Were you impressed? 
Yeah, I, yes, I was impressed. Uh, and I was too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We both mm. were. Um, and uh, I think the, uh, the, the, the most impactful thing was the realization that <laughs> there is another route uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to treating cancer. Um, so, so you didn't feel like you were in some third world country and, oh, my God, what did I do? No, yeah, no not at class all. feel about it? They have a huge staff of doctors. Some, uh, uh, one came recently, or well, probably a year ago now, from MD Anderson. They're they're not uh, they're not all foreigners, so to speak. Right. Um, no, I'm. They're yeah. Very accomplished. Yeah, there's a few of the staff uh, that go over the border every day, um, which yeah. you know, yeah, that's got to be quite draining. Yeah. But uh, that's the dedication and love they have for what they do. In fact, the, the main purpose, the main reason that they're all there is because, you know, the FDA sometimes will uh, not uh, allow testing or promising new drugs, even on terminal, uh, terminally ill patients. That's and, right. um, you know, that has forced uh, people to go to places like uh, Mexico, which is right across the border for Americans. Right. And because um, uh, are these in Tijuana? How far across the border yep. are they? Right, in, in Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah, actually. And, and I'm told you get some of the best doctors all over the world that come and... and they, uh, they, they come in because, as you said, they, they're not allowed to practice what they believe right. they should be practicing. Yeah. What which they, is, sh what they sh believe they should be allowed to practice here. Right. And then the support uh, staff, uh, the support things like hotels and restaurants. Yes. Were you impressed with those that were close by as well? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, fair, fairly. What we to, did yeah, was was I, Air, I, an Airbnb, B &B. Uh, and uh, actually, <laughs> I wanted to mention if anybody's considering this at all, I can paint a uh, with a, mm. with a big canvas a picture of what it would be like to be there. Uh, it's not mm. Tijuana proper. Um, mm -hmm. The hospital is in Playas. Right. Playa meaning beach. It's near the beach. And so mm -hmm. we found right. an Airbnb. We, we took our dog. Um, we found an Airbnb that um, was third story and overlooked the ocean, was a block away oh, yeah. from the ocean. And yeah. down there I could walk Maddie uh, while John was having treatments, and then I could walk to the hospital. And uh, it was um, – and, and they have – um, things are safe there, uh, and they they also had recommended restaurants. Yeah. If you, if you weren't so, uh, I, I speak some Spanish, and so I'm comfortable down there. But mm -hmm. and most people do in Tijuana and, and Playas anyway. How long was your stay? Uh, and the initial stay was three weeks. Three and a half. Okay. That's right. Uh, three and a half. <laughs> yeah, more more accurately, absolutely. And, and, and I does think, not cover any of it, right? No. No, so, but it's reasonable. How expensive? Uh, um, About thirty-five thousand for the overall. Yeah, over no, for the for the three and a half weeks. Oh, I don't think it was that much. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. was? Yeah. So I uh, yeah, yeah. About <laughs> a little bit of thirty-five thousand dollars for the three weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I was second mortgage on your house. Yeah, I, I I was fortunate in that it was not my last option. Yeah. Uh, sadly, for, sadly for some, it is their their last option. Um, yeah, because they they handle uh, stage four people as well. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes. Where they have no no other choice, it's either that, death or that. And, yeah. and, and amazingly, they I know, survive. Yes, amazing. I know a couple that were in hospice prior prior to going to Chipsa, mm. and uh, that was three four years ago. 
Were you getting that drug, uh, Laetro? Um, I was there. That was one of the yes. They call they call it vitamin B seventeen. Mm. Yeah, mm. It, it's Laetro. So let's let's talk about your book. Why did oh. you write it? Why the name? <laughs> I'm I I'm in the process of writing. Um, it's um, because I I mean I'm at the time in life where. <sighs> Forces come in, and you just know you've got, you've lived a life, you have, you've made mistakes, you've had, you have lessons you've learned, and you want to share them. And then, and then, in addition, um, uh, wisdom, not just lessons, wisdom, and and that's why I stopped everything and um, devoted two years to the master's program because I really wanted to have the credibility to be able to get my message out. And it, and it is about, um, I mean, there's the psych psychology part of it. There, there is the living part of it. There sure. is the, the um, it's, it's, um, this isn't particularly a spiritual book. Um, it's mm -hmm. how to construct your best mm -hmm. self. Well, <laughs> uh, I got lots of lessons there and I am finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finishing it soon. <laughs> Some do's and don'ts. <laughs> but I, I wanted to get back to the emotional aspect of of meeting and living with this challenge for the for the caregivers yeah. and and those they love. And and emotional healing involves giving love, placing love in to the places that hurt inside. And you can do that um, daily with with I mean everybody now today knows raise your raise your your mood with um, gratitude. Everybody knows oh look at look for something you love, but mm -hmm. but we don't often apply that to ourselves. So so this is where where we can do inner work. And if you need help on how to do inner work, gosh, to, in this day and time, there's so many books out that offer um, really, really good possibilities, really good inspiration. And all you have to do is go look for them. So what, will, what do you think your book will bring to the table that, that others haven't? <clears throat> um, we uh, we are in a mastermind group of 16 people plus our mentor, um, and uh, and we had our first first um, meeting today. Uh, we spent five days in England uh, a couple of weeks ago um, um, with our mentor and did, had some wonderful experiences um, that we're holding on to now. And uh, and yeah. and Robert uh, Holden. H-O-L-D-E-N dot com is, is our mentor, and I, for, we first learned about him at my commencement. He gave the commencement address in t uh, 2014, and <laughs> we were blown away with what he had to offer, and we've become more or less a devotee ever since. Anyway, Robert today said, uh, because we're, uh, the vehicle is... Uh, your hero's journey. And believe you me, anybody who is a caregiver is a hero. Uh, 
and I want to tell a little story about that before we close. But um, back to your question, Adrienne. Um, it, he said, um, you know, people don't write books because they say, oh, well, this has all already been done. This has already been said. And but but every yes, there's there's nothing new un, under the sun. But your individual take on whatever it is that other people are going through or have gone through um, or learned is is your own story and there's and there is life to that and there is newness to that right. that's the differentiator and Absolutely. and it is a differentiator and and um, they, there's also the saying that that if you if you want to go if you want to uh, attract universally Go small, go personal, go right in to your own story. And so that's um, that's uh, an overview of what I would say I'd, I offer. So what kind of a, of a mentor is he? Is he a happiness coach, happiness mentor? Our coach or me? Yeah. No, Our coach. coach. Um, he, yes. he is famous in, in the U.K., for the Happiness Project. For the Happiness Project. He's becoming well-known here. Uh, he's big with Hay House Publishing Company. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and he is a marvelous, marvelous man. He, he, um, he treats like our mastermind group more, more like a participant, uh, mm -hmm. a participant who has so much um, breadth of, of research and knowledge and background, and uh, I, I would say half of those in of the 16 in our group are, are really groupies. They've done uh, other uh, <laughs> mastermind groups with him because right. he's that fabulous. So we're excited to, to be uh, uh, going through this, and I know by the end of our six months, yeah. Uh, I will have finished my book finally, and John, John will will have gotten the word out a little bit more about who we are and what we're about. So basically, we're working with Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Follow your bliss. Mm -hmm. that Joseph Campbell. Yes. Yep. So it's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, so what? Uh, we're down to the last couple of minutes here. What, oh, I want to tell. I want to yes. tell. Because I care about caregivers, I, I want to tell the uh, quickly, and I, I may even read it. Let's <clears> see here. Uh, it's about <clears throat> when my father had a stroke and lost his ability to speech, to, to speak. Okay, and uh, and right away, um, my stepmother <clears throat> put Daddy in a nursing home. Well, that wouldn't work for Daddy, since he they had between them a heart bonding, heart binding agreement that they would keep each other at home no matter what. So my father, being an attorney and knowing his rights, checked himself out of the nursing home and went home. <laughs> okay, my stepmother then called my brother. And since he lived closer and had no children and demanded that my brother and his wife come down and take care of daddy, and she left. She went to Colorado to lick her wounds with her son and his wife. Now, her son, my stepbrother, really liked daddy and also realized that daddy could disinherit uh, his mother and so patched her up and sent her back home. 
where she <laughs> stayed and cared for daddy with, with a great deal of nursing help because she just, she could have, anyway, un, until he died several months later. The addendum to the saga, a few years later, my stepmother suffered a stroke and you guessed it, lost her ability to speak. Wow. Yeah. What's your good uh, contact information if somebody wants more information or let them know when that book is coming out? Yeah. Sure, you can go to uh, JaniceButler.com. That's our website. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and John's on there, and I'm on there. That's simple. It's but it's J A N I S, uh, like Janice Joplin was oh, J A yes. J A N I S. Janice. Can you Butler. sing like her as well? Actually, I'm a good I'm a good singer, <laughs> but good I don't singer. drink like she did. <laughs> or she'd still be here. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. So glad we were able to make it happen. And thank you, Adrian. Uh, Adrian, we can get a hold of you from the caregiverspace.org or the Facebook page with the same name, the Caregiver Space. And I thank you all for tuning in, and we will all look forward to seeing you next week, same time. And bye-bye. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program with Dave Nassani.